With the NFL offseason now at full swing, there are several storylines continuing to develop, with many players said to be on the move, also teams looking for quarterbacks, along with contracts that need a negotiation, and there's also the Combine and the NFL Draft. So it's been pretty much an active offseason here at the NFL, and we have yet to know how several storylines are going to end in this NFL offseason as the drama continues to unfold, which makes me wonder how the NFL offseason will unfold and also end as you go into 2022 NFL season this fall. So I made a list of some wild, off-the-wall offseason scenarios that could occur in the NFL, some of them what if, some of this flat out not likely to occur. So what are those scenarios? Let's go over them here in Bruce Stilled. But first though, let us begin. Cheers, everyone. Welcome to Bruce Still. I'm your host, Brandon, and this edition of Bruce Still will be talking about some really crazy and unique scenarios that could very well occur in the NFL offseason. All the scenarios I'm about to talk about are indeed not likely to occur, although there is one that could probably happen. They are indeed ones I found pretty unique to explore as the NFL offseason right now is in full swing, with several storylines currently ongoing without a resolution just yet. So, in this edition of Bruce Still, I'm going to be talking about some pretty unique what if scenarios for the NFL offseason and what that could mean for the 2022 NFL season when it begins this fall. Now, scenarios, like I mentioned earlier, are not likely to occur. They're definitely very wild, very drastic, and dramatic to the point where these are really not likely at all. But if they were to occur, how would these unique scenarios I'm about to talk about impact the upcoming NFL season? But before I get into this topic, what beer am I pairing with this week's edition of Bruce Stilled and for this unique topic of the NFL offseason? The beer pairing comes out of Colorado from Avery Brewing Company, and the name of this beer is Uncle Jacob's Stout. This is a barrel-aged bourbon barrel-aged stout with a 15 0.9 ABV. And it has a very malty flavor to it. Not as hoppy like stouts are not very hoppy beers. So this was definitely a very malty barrel aged stout with flavors of bourbon and vanilla. And it has a very unique rich taste to it. I really like this bourbon barrel aged stout from Avery Brewing. A really good stout beer to have. It's definitely a very ideal cold weather beer as stouts and porters have been right now been the most profiled beers here in the past few weeks here at Brewer's Sealed given the season we're currently in. But this is by far a definitely excellent cold beer to have on a cold winter's day. And it's also another prime example of barrel aged aged bourbon style imperial stout beers and it comes in a 12 ounce bottle and this imperial stout is also aged six months before being bottled now one thing i do find unique about this beer from avery brewing company in colorado that on their website it gives it a food pairing for the particular beer and i definitely think it definitely matches up what i'm about to say here and that is this beer is more of a dessert beer the ideal food pairing for this beer would be more like a dessert like an ice cream or a sundae that would go well with this very good imperial stout that's also barrel aged and when i drink this beer i definitely taste it in the beer it's got more of a sweetness to it a very intense sweetness to it that really does make this beer more like a dessert beer, although I do believe it also matches well savory dishes as well, which also does add unique universal feel to this beer, and its complex nature definitely does make this barrel-aged bourbon imperial stout, an imperial stout definitely worth trying out. And the idea that it comes in a 12-ounce bottle also adds what I see as a plus to this beer because it doesn't come in too big of a bottle, so you definitely could enjoy this bottle in just one 12-ounce pouring, giving this beer a very unique quality over quantity feel. And again, that beer is the Uncle Jacob's Stout, a barrel-aged bourbon imperial stout worth checking out. And that's my beer pairing for this week's edition of Bruce Steeled and also for this week's topic. This now brings me back to this week's topic and that is wild what-if scenarios for the NFL offseason. 
So I have eight on the list for wild scenarios for the NFL offseason. They're definitely not likely to occur, but they're also fun to explore because we just never know what's going to happen in the NFL. Surprises are indeed known to happen. And also in the offseason, anything could happen. You just never know what's going to happen in the offseason right now in the NFL, as there's definitely a lot of chatter and rumors going around in terms of who's going to go where and how teams are going to navigate the offseason. So I compiled a list of eight unique scenarios of what I see as what-if scenarios in the NFL offseason and how they could impact the NFL season in the fall of 2020 should these scenarios occur. So I have eight on the list. Here I go with my first scenario. And that is Tom Brady is not going to retire in the end as he will instead play for the 49ers for the 2022 NFL season. Now, is this scenario likely? Well, you just never know. This is the one scenario on the list that could very well happen. There's been a lot of talk that Tom Brady might very well play for the 49ers this season as he never really retired according to reports. He really did say goodbye to Tampa, but it's not like he was really saying he's going to retire. But also at the same time, Tampa does have his rights for one more NFL season. So if Tom Brady does indeed go to the 49ers, will Tampa Bay need to go as far to make a trade in order for him to go to San Francisco? Or will he just go ahead and let Tom Brady go to San Francisco without any opposition or also for any trade involved? Now right now, it all remains to be seen right now. I definitely don't think they will trade Tom Brady. They probably just will let him go. But if they were to trade Tom Brady, what would be the value of that trade? I think that could get complicated. I definitely don't think the 49ers will be willing to trade a first round pick to get Tom Brady. Not to have much leverage to trade anyways, but it's also very unique as well. Could they trade Jimmy Garoppolo to Tampa and also in exchange for Tom Brady if Tampa is not willing to let him go that easily? But if this were to occur, if Tom Brady does indeed want to go play the 49ers, I think Tampa would just let him go. I think Tampa, they are grateful to Tom Brady for him bringing them a Super Bowl, getting them back on track for NFL prominence. So if Tom Brady does desire to play for the 49ers, I don't think Tampa will get in his way to do that. I think they'll just let him go freely. Now, if this does occur and Tom Brady does indeed go play the 49ers, how would impact the upcoming NFL season in the fall? And can Tom Brady lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl and get him a victory in the process? That there is possible, but it's also not guaranteed considering the competition we had to face along the way. I also believe this to be more of a sentimental thing for Tom Brady by playing for the 49ers. It was his favorite team growing up. It's a team he always wanted to play for. It's a team that has been allegedly been his first team before he went to Tampa. So if Tom Brady played for the 49ers this coming season, it's really hard to tell how far it will go in terms of success. In terms of Super Bowl run, but with Tom Brady, anything is possible, so it could also be success for the 49ers in the end, but it also allowed them time to develop Trey Lance to become the next franchise quarterback. And Trey Lance could also learn a lot of valuable things under Tom Brady by being mentored by Tom Brady to become a good quarterback for the 49ers. And it could also give the Rams some much-needed competition in the NFC West. And there's also Kyle Shanahan being an offensive guru for the 49ers, so that combo with Shanahan and Tom Brady could also shake up the NFC West by shifting the balance of power. So in the end, Tom Brady going to San Francisco, it definitely is intriguing, but in the end, I see it as a wild card in terms of success. Because realistically, especially in the NFL, it may take more than one year to make that happen for Tom Brady to guide the 49ers to the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't say he's going to be there for more than one year, assuming he actually does play for the 49ers this season. But it'll no doubt be very much an interesting story for the NFL, assuming that he actually does join the 49ers. This now brings me to the next item on the list, and that is Teddy Bridgewater joining the Washington Commanders as their next quarterback. There's been several rumors floating around about the Washington Commanders in terms of who'll be their next quarterback, ranging from Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and even Aaron Rodgers. But in the end, I don't think any of those three quarterbacks are going to join the Washington Commanders. They definitely want to join a winning team, and I don't think the Commanders are in that position right now. So who could they take as their next quarterback? Well, here's a wild what-if scenario. Well, maybe not that wild, actually, but that'll be Teddy Bridgewater joining the Washington Commanders as their next quarterback. Now, if that were to occur, how much of an impact would it have on 
NFC East in terms of being more competition for the Cowboys, the Eagles, and even the Giants. To be honest, I don't think it'll make that much of an impact because right now the Washington Commanders are very much a dysfunctional organization in the NFL who might end up with a new owner this year, assuming how things play out with Dan Snyder in terms of how the NFL is going to handle the investigation with a sexual harassment scandal by the Washington Commanders. But maybe the best they can get right now for a quarterback could be Teddy Bridgewater, who might make the Washington Commanders decent at best, but not into a great and competitive team in their division, let alone the NFL. But it would be interesting to see Teddy Bridgewater join the Washington Commanders because I would like to see how it all plays out in the NFC East. Would Teddy Bridgewater be good enough for the Washington Commanders offense to become a legitimate threat in the NFC East? I don't think it's going to be enough, but I think he can make them decent at best. But right now, he might be the best option they have right now because I don't think Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson wanted to go play for Washington Commanders. So I think right now, their best bet right now would be a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, which could be a possibility for the Washington Commanders in this NFL offseason. And this now brings me to the next scenario on this list. And this is a pretty wild one. This is one that definitely affects two teams, the Cowboys and the Raiders. And it's definitely not one I want to see happen given the negative impact it'll have on the Cowboys, but I'm also surprised that Raiders fans I spoke to do not want this to happen, and that is the Cowboys trading Amari Cooper back to the Raiders in exchange for a first round draft pick. Now this scenario is not likely to happen, but it does have a sense of intrigue to it because this means Amari Cooper going back to the Raiders to new coach and a new GM in exchange for a first round draft pick. Now originally, the Cowboys traded a first round draft pick to the Raiders in order to get Amari Cooper, but could Amari Cooper return to the Raiders in the same deal, only Dallas gets a first round pick from the Raiders? That is highly unlikely, but it's also a wild scenario to think about because when I think about it, the impact it would have definitely doesn't impact Dallas by giving them a second first round pick, which I definitely do think they could use for their benefit, while also giving the Raiders an upgrade with their offense. And I do believe Amari Cooper worked well with a Josh McDaniels-led offense, which I definitely think would also be a great asset to Derek Carr and the Raiders. But in the end, it's not likely, but it's also a wild scenario to think about. It also have an impact as well in the AFC West in a rivalry against the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos. But it also does seem a high price to pay a first-round draft pick for Amari Cooper, but I also do believe that this will be the last year Amari Cooper would be worth a first-round draft pick, because in the end, he's a well-performing wide receiver. He was a valuable asset to the Cowboys' offense, but in the end, they just can't keep Amari Cooper given salary cap restrictions, so it does appear Amari Cooper is on his way out of Dallas, unless some kind of deal does get worked out, which right now does seem highly unlikely. So it does appear he's going to be traded, but in the end, to who? But as wild what-if scenario is, what if Amari Cooper is indeed traded to the Raiders, where he returns to the Raiders in exchange for first-round draft pick? That'd be a wild situation to see, but I also don't see it happening as well, because I don't think the Raiders are going to be willing to give that much to get Amari Cooper back. Well, I do believe they'll probably most likely look in the draft for another wide receiver. But it's also fun to think about when you look at it. Now, I did talk to a Raiders fan about this. He's a very good friend of mine. He is not happy about this idea. He doesn't want Amari Cooper back by saying the first-round draft pick is too much of a price to pay for the Raiders to get him back. But I also believe that someone out there will. I do believe Team Author is going to give a first-round draft pick to get Amari Cooper, but it probably won't be the Raiders. But again, it's also fun to think about. The next item on the list is one that's actually been floated around on the internet as a rumor, and that is Jimmy Garoppolo being traded to the Miami Dolphins for a third-round draft pick, in where Jimmy Garoppolo is reunited with his former offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel, who's now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Now, I believe this will be a very wild one. This is one of the more unique and wild scenarios on the list, and that is Jimmy Garoppolo being traded to the Dolphins for a third-round draft pick, where in the end, Jimmy Garoppolo becomes the next quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. I think that would have some major implications in the AFC East, given a rivalry with New England, Buffalo, and the New York Jets. I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo would actually do pretty well in Miami, and I would actually like to see this happen as a 
it will create a unique situation for the Dolphins, but it will also create a quarterback controversy because Tua right now is currently a starting quarterback for the Dolphins, and it appears that Mike McDaniel does want to develop him into a better quarterback. But in the end, I'm not going to say to rule out Jimmy Garoppolo being traded to the Dolphins. I do believe the possibility is out there. It's already been mentioned. And if it does occur, it will recreate a pretty unique situation because Jimmy Garoppolo was once with the New England Patriots. So Jimmy Garoppolo going up against the Patriots twice a year would create a pretty interesting storyline in the NFL. But how much success could he bring to the Dolphins? Could he take them to the Super Bowl just like he did with the 49ers a few years back? It's possible, but it would also take some time. But I do believe it will create a pretty interesting story in the NFL. And that would be Jimmy Garoppolo joining the Miami Dolphins being reunited with Mike McDaniel. This now brings me to the next item on the list, and that is involving the Dallas Cowboys, who I do believe are going to get their own episode here in the future and Bruce still because right now there's so much going out of Dallas Cowboys. You know, Dallas Cowboys, I sometimes like to think that the D and the C stands for drama and controversy because the Dallas Cowboys are always involved in drama and controversy. It's basically become a part of the organization. How that team became created is controversial back when it was created back in 1960 and drama and controversy has always been attached to the Dallas Cowboys and right now it's happening with the Cowboys right now in the offseason. So a storyline to have here, that is, what if Mike McCarthy is fired in this offseason, but he's not replaced by Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn, but instead he's replaced by Sean Payton, who was once the assistant head coach in the Bill Parcells era of the Dallas Cowboys. That's a pretty unique scenario to think about. Mike McCarthy getting fired in this offseason, only to be replaced by Sean Payton as a head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, personally, I do believe that Mike McCarthy's days in Dallas are numbered. He has to do well this season, and I think he needs to do well by going all the way to the least the NFC Championship game, probably even winning that game, because he doesn't do well enough, he's going to get fired as a coach of Dallas Cowboys, and he'll probably be replaced by Sean Payton, maybe even Dan Quinn. But this wild scenario I have right here, and that is Mike McCarthy getting fired in the offseason with Sean Payton taking his place. If that does occur, what impact would that have? Well, I think it would definitely have a major impact on the roster and even how they perform this coming season, assuming Sean Payton actually does join the Cowboys this season, but he's also under contract with the Saints. So how much would Jerry Jones be willing to give up in order to buy him out of his contract, and how much would he be willing to give to the Saints in order to secure Sean Payton to become the next head coach of Dallas Cowboys. It would definitely be a very high asking price, but Jerry Jones is known to take gambles and he likes to take risks. But then again, as Jerry Jones, he also likes the drama and the controversy. And right now, Dallas has plenty of it right now. And that's with the coaching staff. We have Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, and Dan Quinn. All three of them want the job of the Cowboys head coach, which is currently held by McCarthy. But in the end, Sean Payton might very well get that job by rising from the wreckage, which could very well happen in this NFL offseason. There's still plenty of time for the season to occur, and this coaching drum in Dallas is not going away, and rumors of Sean Payton have not gone away as well. So maybe, just maybe, Sean Payton will be coaching the Cowboys this fall in the NFL season of 2022. This now brings me to the next item on the list, and that is the New Orleans Saints trade two first-round draft picks for Russell Wilson, which may not be outside the realm of possibility, although there are rumors right now about Russell Wilson joining the Washington Commanders, which I hope does not happen. But in this scenario, we have the Seahawks trading Russell Wilson to the Saints in exchange for two first-round draft picks. This would make Russell Wilson a quarterback for New Orleans Saints, which would be interesting. It comes at a very interesting time because right now we're in a probably a post-Tom Brady NFL unless he chooses to come back. And it'll probably also make the Saints probably the dominant team in the NFC South because right now Tom Brady not in the NFL right now. The NFC South right now could be an open race in terms of having a dominant team in that division. And adding Russell Wilson to a team could very well shift the balance of power. And the Saints, I do believe right now, are probably the best position to do that right now in that division because also there's talk about Deshaun Watson going to the Panthers. So can you imagine what would happen if Deshaun 
Deshaun Watson went to the Panthers and Russell Wilson went to the Saints, that'll probably be a two-way horse race between the Panthers and the Saints, who to whomever win that division. But also seeing Russell Wilson go within the Saints and also Seattle gain two first-round draft picks could probably also buy Pete Carroll some time to help rebuild that franchise up in Seattle. Because right now there was talk about him being on the hot seat, but right now it does appear he's going to return this season. But with Russell Wilson with the Saints, that'll be a pretty much a wild scenario. That'll probably all but guarantee the Saints winning that division this fall. But it'll also include a high price because it would cost likely two first-round draft picks in order for the Saints to secure Russell Wilson. Can the Saints afford to do that? Probably so. They seem to be pretty good free agency. They got a pretty good roster overall. And I think Russell Wilson will help them get into the playoffs, probably into the Super Bowl. But it's probably also too risky as well, given the age of Russell Wilson at age 33. And two first-round draft picks could probably be too high price to pay. But in the case of Russell Wilson, it could be worth it, assuming the gamble does play off. But that's my next item on the list. And that is, what if Russell Wilson goes to the Saints in a deal worth two first-round draft picks? That, I think, the impact of that trade would be definitely shifting the power of balance in the NFC South by making the Saints a more competitive team in that division and also in the NFL. And I'm going to the final two topics on this list. And these next two are pretty, pretty crazy. They're pretty wild. I don't know if they could ever happen in the NFL. But in the end, it'll be interesting to see how these played out, the ones I'm about to talk about in the NFL, should these two other scenarios I'm about to talk about occur in the NFL. So it's my final two left. Here we go with my next topic on the list. And that is, what if Deshaun Watson goes to Cleveland and Baker Mayfield goes to Houston and where Houston also gets three first-round draft picks in the Cleveland Browns in this possible trade? Now, that would also be just like the Russell Wilson trade to the Saints and where Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland would get Cleveland major boost with their quarterback game because right now their division, the AFC North, has threats coming from Joseph Burrow in Cincinnati and Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. So Cleveland definitely does need to make some changes in their quarterback position. And adding Deshaun Watson could very well shift the balance back to Cleveland in that division, although they would definitely have to do more in their offense in order to make Deshaun Watson more effective. But is Deshaun Watson worth three first-round draft picks? Well, I'll say yes, given his age. He definitely has plenty more years left in the NFL, and he's also a pretty elite quarterback. And Houston right now is definitely not going to keep him around. And right now, Houston is in a major rebuilding mode right now. So keeping Deshaun Watson will not be in their best interest. And three first-round draft picks from trading him would also benefit Houston in the rebuilding phase that they're currently on right now. But also give Cleveland a boost in their quarterback position by probably even to shifting the power balance back to them in order to be more competitive against Baltimore and Cincinnati. And the Steelers right now, we don't know what they're going to do right now. But right now, Cleveland would benefit greatly from getting Deshaun Watson. So that would be a major impact in the NFL and also in the AFC North, assuming that does occur. Although just like other scenarios on this list, it's not likely to happen, but it would be interesting to see Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland. But Cleveland also needs to maintain their wide receiver core in order for Deshaun Watson to have plenty of targets to throw to, assuming he actually does join the Cleveland Browns. But if that does occur, it would create an interesting story, not only in AFC North, but also in the NFL, while also opening a new chapter for Deshaun Watson in the NFL. And it could very well make the AFC North a very competitive division, probably the most competitive division in the NFL this season, assuming Deshaun Watson actually does join the Cleveland Browns. And this now brings me to the final wild what-if scenario in the NFL offseason. And that is, what if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both end up with Tampa Bay? Now, that actually occurred, which I highly doubt because I don't think the Packers would allow Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers to both go to the same team in the same conference. But it also would be a very wild scenario if that were to occur. Now, Devontae Adams is said to be a free agent. Now, the Packers could prevent him from leaving by using a franchise tag. Now, as for Aaron Rodgers, if he were to leave the Green Bay Packers, that would have to be done by a trade, which would be very, very expensive. It would most likely take three first-round draft picks to trade the Green 
Green Bay in order to secure Aaron Rodgers. Now, is that something the Green Bay Packers are willing to do? That I don't know. But in the end, it probably would not be a bad idea to turn down three first-round draft picks, especially when you're trying to rebuild your franchise around a new quarterback, such as what the Packers are probably trying to do with Jordan Love. Now, Jordan Love, the Packers do not know if he's right now the long-term solution for their quarterback needs, but he got to find out soon. So having three first-round draft picks, they could probably use those picks to help build around Jordan Love, but what if Jordan Love does not work out? Well, he could probably find another quarterback somewhere else. But having three first-round draft picks would probably be hard to turn that down from another team that are willing to trade that in order to secure Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know if that is something Tampa Bay is willing to do because they might want those three first-round draft picks for future drafts because Bruce Aarons did say he's looking to reload this season, not rebuild. So in the view of Bruce Arians, Tampa Bay right now is not in rebuilding mode. They want to reload, but I definitely do think they can reload by signing Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how much longer Aaron Rodgers wants to play in the NFL, but I do believe he could probably get some good longevity with Tampa Bay. They got a good roster. They got a good offense with several talented players. So getting Aaron Rodgers through a deal with three first round draft picks and potentially Devontae Adams from free agency, assuming he actually does enter free agency, could very well make Tampa Bay a powerhouse and a threat for years to come. Because I do believe that Aaron Rodgers going to Tampa Buccaneers would add a lot of longevity for Aaron Rodgers and also for Tampa Bay. But then again, this is all just a wild scenario. It's likely not to happen. It's probably in the end Aaron Rodgers can stay in Green Bay and probably Devontae Adams will stay in Green Bay as well. I do believe those two still want to play together for the same team, which right now would likely be the Green Bay Packers. But I go back to think about this. What if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both went to Tampa Bay? Well, for one, Tampa Bay will be the dominant team in the NFC South and also one of the dominant teams in NFC Conference. They'll definitely be very competitive, being a strong contender to win the Super Bowl and they'll no doubt win their division NFC South. They'll be a hard team to stop, a very tough team to play. Defenses will have to plan very wisely around the combo of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So no doubt Tampa Bay would be a powerhouse with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Along with the current roster they have right now, it's just as long to keep that roster going, as long as they keep that roster together, combine that current roster with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and the Tampa Buccaneers will be a powerhouse for the next few years. Because I do believe that Aaron Rodgers will probably play for a few more years with Tampa, probably playing maybe to age 40. Definitely not to age 44 like Tom Brady did, but it'll no doubt be a major game changer for Tampa in the NFC South, but also in the NFC. But I definitely don't believe that Green Bay will allow that to happen. It's just too much talent going to one team, which already has a lot of talent already, but is also in a need of a quarterback to replace Tom Brady. Let's get crazier here. What if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both went to Tampa Bay and Rob Kurkowski decided to come back to Tampa Bay? Because right now, Rob Kurkowski is a free agent. He's looking for a new team. Tampa Bay is not on that list. But what if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams were in Tampa Bay? Would that persuade Rob Kurkowski to come back to Tampa Bay? Now, if that did occur, it would definitely make Tampa Bay an even stronger NFL superpower if that were to occur. It'll basically be like a super team. Because right now, super teams right now are kind of being spoken about in the NFL. The Los Angeles Rams right now are a super team, but super teams are hard to pull off in the NFL. But going back to that, if that were to occur, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Rob Gorkowski, along with the well-maintained Tampa roster to keep that together, that pretty much would make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a super team. And also being led by Bruce Arians, a head coach, Tampa Bay will be an unstoppable team next season. But in the end, it's all just speculation. It's most likely not to occur, but it's also very much fun to think about and even talk about. Because just imagine Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in Tampa Bay. What an unstoppable force that would be, not only in the NFC, but in the NFL. I mean, it can make the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a dynasty with multiple quarterbacks because usually in the NFL, dynasties are led by one quarterback. But what if Tampa Bay built a dynasty with more than one quarterback, first with Tom Brady, then 
Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's a pretty unique scenario to think about. But in the end, not likely to occur, but also fun to think about. As recent developments do have Aaron Rodgers coming back to Green Bay, as you're apparently working out a deal to keep Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers, what about Devontae Adams? That does remain to be seen. But in the end, it's likely that Aaron Rodgers will stay to Green Bay Packers and will not go to Tampa, as speculated in this wild offseason scenario. But maybe, just maybe, Tom Brady will come back to Tampa. Maybe Tom Brady's not done with the NFL. So maybe Aaron Rodgers, who is most likely not going to Tampa as he'll stay in Green Bay, but maybe in the end, Tom Brady will decide that he's not going to retire in the end, as he never did use the word retire. So in the end, he may end up coming back to Tampa. So maybe it's not Aaron Rodgers going to go to Tampa. Maybe Tom Brady's going to stick around. Because Bruce Aarons did say that he's not going to give up Tom Brady because the Tampa Buccaneers do have the contract rights for Tom Brady. So Tom Brady wanted to unretire and go to another team. He has to go through Tampa, and Tampa's made a note they're not going to do that. So maybe in the end, it'll be Tom Brady coming to Tampa, or at least coming back to Tampa. We'll always have to wait and see as the offseason continues to unfold. But maybe one of the scenarios in this podcast edition of Bruce Stilled will end up coming to pass, or maybe not. But it's all fun to think about. And that there do from here is edition of Bruce Stilled. I'm your host, Brandon. I'll see you all next week. We'll see how the offseason NFL continues to unfold with all the storylines developing. And I'll continue to cover the offseason here on Bruce Stilled with beer parents and drink parents to follow. Please go out there and enjoy some good beer, bourbon, and whiskey. And I'll see you all next time. Until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Cheers.